0: Um, this has been a very long week for me, and uh, I actually started way back on Friday and all of the different things that I was going through, so I apologize um, if I'm not completely ready today, but I know you are. <laughs> well, we'll get to get, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll get through this together, and I, I know that this study is, is one that is, uh, is going to add to... The ones that we are doing. Faith, hope, and now love. It's interesting that as Paul was looking at that, he said, of the three, the greatest is love. And hopefully we'll be able to see that today, but we know that these are all part of that spirit that is the fruitful spirit that would be in us. And so they all work together love of God love of neighbors love of mankind God shows that in his Bible and he shows all of the different things I'd like to begin as the Bible study shows in that in that first uh, question there I'd like to begin in Deuteronomy 6-4 Hear O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. It's interesting that this was a quote by Moses. I'm sure it was inspired by God, or inspired by God in his his presence. So as we read through this, we also understand that Jesus quoted the same thing. As you see, Jesus quotes the same passage in Matthew 22, 37, Mark 12, 29 to 30, and Luke ten twenty-seven. All right. Now we have to understand how do we love in these three areas? How do we love in the area of our heart? How, how do we love God with all our heart? How do we love God with all our soul? And how do we love God with all our might? So let's start with, how do we love God with all our heart? Let me turn to one scripture, and then I want you to to begin to to give me some scriptures back that helps me to understand why Jeremiah said this. (laughs) Because in Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, it's interesting what he says here. In Jeremiah 17, and you all are very familiar with this, but I I I want to quote this, Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So help me to understand why and how we can, uh, we can have a heart that loves God. Anybody would like to, to, to come and our, our, um, volunteer some scriptures in this particular area? And if you don't, I've got some also. But I would like for you all to, to volunteer some scriptures.
1: Or, or I, comments. I, I forgot my Bible and all my study material today. I left it at home. But um, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so sincerity, the heart in, in uh, keeping his commandments, uh, yeah. it, it would also help to reveal the deceitfulness of our own heart in order we stand in, in before him. Yeah. Anyone else? Um, Steve you asked how can we love God with all of our hearts yeah Um, I think that's there's so many different ways I think that we could that could be answered and I think you're kind of we're in a class here that we're you're asking for our personal opinions on specific matters how we feel about specific matters am I correct on this You want our some of our how we feel about specific matters? Yep. Um I think God has to be the very focus in our life, the very center of our lives. And we and our passions passion should be to do his will to be because if like I think Art just said, if we love him we keep his commandments and do what he says to do and that well that can I know that comes to my mind some, uh, some things come to my mind that it's off course but I tell God that I love him and that what this has come to my mind that is not what he says to do and it's really motivation to me to do what he and to love God and to not do what is against what he says to do and I have some several other things that uh, um, It's, anyway our lives nearly and truly need to be centered God centered lives that he's one that we that has called us out of this world and shown all, all the things he has to us and revealed to us all that he has and it should be motivation for us to be, be, try to, to do, be strivers of striving to do His will. I, I might
0: turn to, to, to Romans, the 10th chapter. As I was uh, thinking about this and studying this, it was kind of interesting that some of these scriptures came out. That if you shall, and this is verse 9, Romans 10, verse 9, If you shall confess with your mouth Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes to righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. One of the things that, that, that this shows me is that it's something inter, in, uh, inside, deep inside. It's, it's, it's different. We're going to talk about this, soul and might. It's different than soul and might. It is something that is in, that is a part of us Yeah.
2: I didn't have any verses, but to me, as you were saying, the heart is the seed of our desires, the feeling. Yeah. So to me, we need the desire of serving and pleasing God to be number one. The desire, the want yeah. to, to, to please God, to serve God. And, and that is what this spoke to, to me.
0: so that th- that, is, that shows love by, by serving God and, and, and giving ourselves wholly in that particular area uh, so, uh, David had one and, and Reg has one and
3: uh, yeah thank you yeah, I, th- I think you're on the right track uh, one, some of the meanings on that particular thing is talking about your deep thoughts uh, your imagination, your understanding and i th- I think from that uh, I get the fact that we, we if we love God with our whole mind, we educate our mind to what is most acceptable to God and what's repulsive to God and some of the other mentioned there you know we we educate ourselves and 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 really have it deep within us academically that 's the first portion of
0: Um, Ron back there and then Reg over here. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't see the microphone.
2: I have. We submit our lives to him. We give ourselves entirely to him and treasure him completely. Spend time with the Lord and let his light shine in our heart. We must pursue him. Set time aside daily to be with him only.
4: Okay, you gave us a hint to maybe look into concordance for Heart. And soul I did warn you about that <laughs> one. <laughs> so, anyway, I did. And one of the things that Hart alluded to is your mind, what you think. And so, a scripture that you asked for today would be in 2 Corinthians 10, part of it is bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, doing what he says. So, everything you think, everything you think about, bring it into subjection.
0: Yeah. David.
5: Thanks, Ron. I was thinking similarly, um, teaching the kids many years back uh, tenor playing EEP. It's a, uh, I don't know what it's called, but anyways, it stands for uh, true, noble, righteous, uh, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. It's from Philippians 4 8. So the, Yahweh says to think on these things, to meditate on these things. So that's something we have to fight every single day. The world is giving us television and and lyrics and talk and newspapers that that are contrary to that, and we have to guard our minds, and I think that's one way that we can love God with all of our heart is by thinking positively and letting whatever comes into our mind, our eyes, uh, be uh, true, noble, righteous, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. in Hebrew thought uh, this
6: phrase how do we love God with all our heart It meant the total being of a man remember Abraham who offered up Isaac who trusted and believed in God this would mean in our conduct in our speech our worship our deeds and our trust would have to be led by God's Spirit in our life each and every day every moment that we live.
3: I think that we can't go wrong if we seek an increase of the fruits of the Holy Spirit in our lives to be more patient and kind to each other and I think that's a good path too that leads to him.
0: I want to get Ridge next and then I want to go on because we're already 15 minutes into the it it goes very very fast and and I we've only got the first one done (laughs) and we haven't even got it done yet but go ahead Ridge
6: to follow up on what David Ron David all said this is a thing of the mind and what I I have to do is I have to reveal one of my many failings right now I am one who thinks axiomatically and I need a definition before I can go on. I've gone through your study, it's a good study, you did really well, you give us all the characteristics of love, you shown the traits of love, manifestations of love, you have showed us what love is not, you in, in, let us infer that there is a gradation of love, that the greatest of love is that one would actually lay down his life for him, but nowhere do I find a definition and I really need a definition of what love is to, that, to have the old song, uh, what is love? And before uh, anyone says God is love, God is love is a metaphor. God is a being. Love is an emotion. The best way to say that is God best demonstrates love. But that's not a definition. So can anyone give me a proper definition?
0: We have to have that one answered. This is going to
7: be a little bit of a debate, but I think it's kind of fun. Um, I, I, was, You're right. You read my mind. I was going to say, God is love. But the thing is that God, the Holy Spirit is God. It's the essence of God. And when we're baptized believers, and as we grow and mature in the Spirit, I think that the, the love that is God that is in us matures and grows too, which I think probably contributes to why we feel like such aliens in this world, because... We are.
0: <laughs> Reg, I commission you to re- read the whole Bible and get us a definition. <laughs> are you working on it? Okay. Let's go on to the, par- <laughs> the next part. Um, maybe this does help a little bit, I don't know, uh, for that definition. Because I see love in this particular part. In Genesis 2 verse 7. Genesis 2 verse 7 And the Lord God formed man in the dust of the ground And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life And man became a living soul I want to I just say one thing about this If he didn't have He said all of this was very good When he got through All of it including the creation of man All of it So what I see is A loving being stooping down under the ground, grabbing up all of this dirt in love and making a living being that is after his kind. I, I mean, that's what it's all about. When we have a child, they're after our kind. We want a child that's after our kind. And that's what he's doing. He's creating beings after his kind. He saw all the animals and, you know, and Adam was looking at them and oh, there's nothing out there for me because they're all just so different. And then God makes a woman. And he says, oh, wow, now finally, <laughs> you've got something I really want, I really like. And so uh, he, God sees, I think he, he has that love in him for us because he created us. Uh, but I don't know that that helps Totally do the the definition. So, a soul. What is a soul? I just gave you a little bit, but there's more to it. What is a soul? Anybody want to jump into that? Do we have an immortal soul? Uh-oh. No. No. So what does that mean? The scripture says, the soul that does what? That's what. They die. So, living beings have souls, but we die. So it's a living thing, right? Did you have something Larry or any of you on this one?
3: Larry just
1: I think the the what has come to my mind is what is that essence that what causes a human that brings life or puts life into a being and it can that is also what transferred onto whatever whatever another human being or whether it's an animal or whatever it is that god has set these things in motion that It's what causes a person to breathe, to think, to, to move and, have, and, and, have, and live. Okay. Go ahead.
4: This is a hard one, obviously, because uh, nobody's raising their hands.
2: <laughs> um, I've always uh, took the soul to be the combination of a body, a, a vehicle by which we, we operate, and a spirit. Um, and the spirit comes from God. The body comes from God, but they're two different things. And when they come together, they become a living soul. You know, and the Bible talks about God breathed into man,
4: and he became breath a living, of life. Right, breath, yeah. breath of life. And,
2: and so it's kind of a, it's it's like a two part piece to my mind.
4: Yeah. So
0: let's let's go on to the next next part. The the part that says. How do we love God with all our might? All our might. What is what is might? What's all our might? How do you love God with all your might?
6: Yeah, I just wrote I, the way I see it, and I'm trying to bring might into the. My answer here was standing firm, um, never wavering, being sure in our faith. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. You know.
0: Does anybody have a scriptural definition that you might have looked up? If you don't, I do. I, I found one, I think, that might answer that. It's, in, it's found in Ephesians, the third chapter, and it begins in verse 14. For this cause, I bow my knees to the, Lord, to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named, that he might grant you, according to you, the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the Lord, the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all fullness of God. That puts us into a position in which we're fully engrossed in the Father and the Son and their, their plan for eternal life. That's all of our might. That's everything. Anything else? Anybody else want to add anything to that? So let's go on to the next part, if you don't. Um, Good sources. I, I gave you that. Um, if you read Mark twelve thirty one and and Luke ten thirty through thirty six, uh, that's about the, the Good Samaritan. But I asked the question uh, to record your thoughts and then on on those. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, are there other ways to show your love to your neighbor? Uh, and I'm thinking of one particular scripture. So, anybody have a, an answer to that? It, it starts with a golden. It starts with a golden. Or it's partly golden. <laughs> <laughs>
6: it,
2: it starts with what the Good Samaritan did. He saw a need and yeah. he went to the need. And he took care of it. He did what he could for that person. Didn't have any connection to that person. You know, uh, if they had both been doing well, they probably would have made sure they were on the other sides of the street when they passed each other. They didn't have a lot in common with each other. But what he saw, he perceived the need. He saw that this person was in danger, and he did something about it. And he did something to make that person better. That's where the love comes in. You know, that's where being a neighbor comes in. You help them out. And, and that's what he did.
4: James 5.16. Uh, pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective.
1: Art? I don't have the scripture, but it says, teach your neighbor
8: as you would yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: That's the golden rule. That's it.
1: I I view that as there's just tons of ways that we can love our neighbors. Um, one, if we see our neighbors have some needs that we're able to help them out personally, and we refuse to do it, I don't think that's really not really loving your neighbor if you refuse to help them. And I feel that God can bring things to your mind. It seems like it's going on in my life anyway. That how how can I help my neighbor and And I know as I look back on my life, I have been able to help him. And people remember (laughs) the good things that you do, but (laughs) we know they also they remember the bad things that you do. But there's just all kinds of ways that we can give support to our neighbors and um, help them in whatever. Just really a lot of things that really I think that God will bring to your mind how you can help them. Yeah, you know, this, uh,
3: uh, I agree with most of what's been said already, uh, but just uh, a simple definition of love that we'd been taught a number of years ago in the church, and it wasn't necessarily a Bible definition, but put very simply, love is outgoing concern. And like several of the people have mentioned already, you know, if we have it within our power to do something, we really probably should if we have that outgoing concern. There are situations way beyond our pay scale or my pay scale that uh, you know people may need something. Somebody may need something from the welfare system. We may have people among our church in our church that know how to do that. They know who to talk to and what to do. Uh, you know, many many things that that if we have concern and we really have empathy for the situation an individual or individuals are in. Uh, If we can't do it ourselves, we'll try to lead them in such a way that they will be helped because we do have that love or that outgoing concern, we want them to be happy and satisfied.
0: Sometimes when people are in need, especially in the congregation, we pitch in. We help. We help one another. Um, And I I suspect in your own neighborhood, if somebody is, you find out they have a need, you would be willing to help them in that particular area.
9: One thing I wanted to add is, um, love always also isn't doing the easy thing. Um, sometimes there's tough love. If you see somebody, um, sometimes you have to call people out or you have to be called out and people can help you in a loving way. But uh, love definition of that, I believe, is it's it's not easy. What Christ did for us was not an easy thing having to die like he did. He, um, ultimate sacrifice is dying for someone And just being there for somebody, even when times are tough, and having to help them when they may not even want the help, but sometimes we need to give them tough love, too.
0: Anyone else?
6: Actually, Lily wanted to say something here on this question.
8: I was thinking, like maybe doing a form of showing love is like doing the best you can to understand their perspective. Maybe.
6: Any, anyone in general? Yeah. Did you, Did everyone hear her? She's okay. Yeah, she talks quietly. Um, she said the best you can to understand their perspective.
0: And by the way, thank you, Lily. I appreciate you sharing with us. And any of you, it's open to anyone anyone here. I, I, I would like uh, for our young people uh, our guests, if they would like to, to jump in, uh, please uh, if there's something that you really have a burning desire to talk about, do so. Well, that's, what it's open, that's why we're, we're doing the, the, the Bible studies. Even our young man here would Owen.
8: <laughs> I just think that uh, if you look around, love's everywhere. Just, if you see people who have, or have most hate in their lives, they're, they have love in them at the same time. If you see people who are just down, 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 there's hope and faith that can lead to love to give to them. Yeah. So, I just want to say that.
0: Good
3: point. Lawrence? I wrote down without scriptures. Help him when possible. Don't force the issue. Ask the person first, uh, lest we give offense. Sometimes uh, you mean well, but uh, that might be something that they're not expecting or don't want or don't need. So sometimes it's good to ask a person, can I do this to help you?
0: Yes. Uh, David?
4: Still here.
3: Just, just a real quick. First uh, Corinthians thirteen, uh, verses four through seven, I think, uh, is a real good synopsis of, of of love in action. And you can read that in different translations. and And I personally like the Living Bible in uh, in First Corinthians thirteen. And this this shows action now. Whether that measures up the Reds' expectation, I don't know. But it, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, we'll
0: get to that here in a minute Um, because I I do, that is one of the things that that I wanted to to maybe get to. (laughs) I know it's in our Bible study lessons, but maybe we we will or won't, but I I think all of the points that we're talking about today are things that you can go back and you can look up and maybe even expound on them. Like Reg was saying, there's a lot that, that that I can't cover, and even these lessons don't cover everything about the love that God has for us and the love that Christ has for us. The kingdom of God is a tremendous, unbelievably wonderful blessing that God has showed that we can, have, we can be a part of. What kind of love is that to put us lowly human beings who sin into a position in which we will receive crowns? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, if we love God, we must also do what? We've already answered it once, but let's let's think about it a little bit. And I have a scripture I'd like to read because I think it it, it really expounds it quite well. But uh, if you come up with that scripture before I do, that'd be fine. What do we do if we love God and we love Christ? What what must we do? Keep the commandments. It's so plain in the in the Bible. It is so plain when when the israelites were about ready to go into the promised land what did moses tell them <laughs> it was was interesting what did he tell them if you want to have life what do you need to do obey god and keep his commandments Amen, and that's. You can look at that up in Deuteronomy, the thirtieth chapter. We've we've gone through it so many times, uh, verse sixteen, and, and actually that whole series there. Deuteronomy five, verse six is, is the command beginning of the commandments, of God, and of course John fourteen fifteen.
7: I think they the Israelites actually lost their vision. Um, it's our natural nature to be against God and to live for self and without a vision it's hard to keep those commandments and so they lost their vision of the promised land like today our vision should be the the millennium and so if we keep our heart set on that and working towards being one of the first fruits and being one of the saints then um, to love God comes much easier. Keeping those commandments comes much, much e- easier. And, um, you know, we're we're born with a soul, but the spirit of the Lord is a seed. And if you do not nourish that seed, um, then it's going to wilter away. Um, just like a plant that you plant in your yard, you have to nourish it and give it love. And so,
0: yeah. I think that's... That's a perfect answer. Because the Sabbath points to the kingdom of God. The final kingdom of God. The holy days are progressive to what? The kingdom of God. Go ahead, Owen. I
8: just want to add on to what she said. It, the, like she said, we need to nourish a plant if it's withering. I think that the days of tomorrow is the land, the land, a place of nourishing, and all the battle will be gone, it'll be just peace, and I think that, like, what you said, what she said was, I think that we need to build up, too, I think we need to always, like, come to church every week, too, because every time we go, every time we come to church, we're always learning something new that will add up to this, tomorrow.
3: One more time, i will try to stay out of this. First uh, John five second verse and third verse uh, answers actually two two questions: how we love man and how how do we love God? And it says, "By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments, which was already mentioned. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. So it's very
0: very brief." I love it when somebody is able to come up with a scripture for these. That's really good. Appreciate that. Um, anything else? Go ahead.
3: Yeah? Oh, I'm thinking about the scripture. It is a definition of love, isn't it? I think it's Hebrews, but yep. love holds uh, no memory, keep no record of wrong, and I can't remember exactly how the scripture goes, but I'm it's a sure definition either. of love.
5: One else okay oh uh, yeah go ahead David we're, we're talking about if we love uh, Elohim we must do what is that what your question was yeah, yeah I just had a reference to Deuteronomy 5 verses 10 and 11 but showing loving commitment to thousands to those who love me and guard my commands Uh, you do not bring the name of Yahweh your Elohim to naught, for Yahweh does not leave him unpunished who brings his name to naught. and guard the Sabbath and on and on and on as we continue on those commandments but it is basically guarding his commands and loving him
0: and why did he give us those is it an act of hatred that he gave us the commandments or is it an act of love that he gave mankind commandments I mean What have we learned from those commandments? Well, to love God. Go ahead, Larry. I don't need to talk, I'm going to let you talk. Um, Well, Steve,
1: (laughs) uh, um, okay, what I was referring to is really, uh, we really need to be attached to the vine. I know you deal with this later on in the study, and I'm, I'm thankful that you did cause what what is the first one of the, what is the first fruit I mean first characteristic or first fruit of the fruits of the spirit what is that love love and so to me we have to be attached to the vine and he, and that's what he says too you're not going to be able to be fruitful unless you are attached to the vine am i am i incorrect I'm not that is what he says we have to be attached to the vine if we're going to be bearing the fruit, the fruits of the spirit, uh, you just—it's just
0: John 15:1 through 17. So I have put that in there. Yeah.
1: So, and really, what? It, there are several. Di- I mean, there are different types of love, but I, I understand that to probably be what agape love, unconditional love, or the love that God can put in, puts in us that we're able to love. He can love others. I think it it works that way, but we have to be attached to the vine and have close fellowship with it with Him. That's the way I understand it.
0: How did God show unconditional love towards us? Sent His Son. That's it. All of us know that one John three sixteen, so that's also a part of this. Okay, we've got five minutes. Believe it or not, I want to get to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, because I want everybody to figure out. I know that I I counted 15. So, did you go back and and go through each? Did you count 15? Or is there more? Or less? What do you think? I counted 16. You got 16? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anybody else with a different number, right? I, I went through it a couple, three times. I kept coming up with 15, but I, uh, there may be more there because of the way it's written on. Um, it's interesting. These are the ones that are in there, and I'm just going to read them through real quickly. And then I want various ones to pick one or two. I, I ask you to pick one or two out of these to, to expound on them as to what what you think. Um, why. Did Paul pick these particular ones to say that this is showing love? Suffers long, is kind, envies not, vaunts not itself, not puffed up, not unseemly, seeking uh, not her own, not easily provoked. Thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, rejoices in truth, um, bears all things. Uh, Let's see believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So I came up with 15. Did anybody have one extra or another or that too many? And I really would like somebody to tell me what you think bears, believes, and hopes all things. That's interesting. Because I've always thought about that. All things, that's, that's all inclusive. And I don't know whether I didn't look it up. I didn't go in there and look up the words "all things." Uh, that's the translators of the King James version. So, um, anybody look it up, think about it, do something different with it. Um, over there, somewhere over there, Carolyn.
9: When I think of bears, all things, I think of tribulations, trials. Yeah. You know. Uh, Losses in your life, things that would put us down, we are to bear them and still show love. still be kind, still do these things that that's mentioned here, yeah. despite the hardship
0: uh, and, and with that, are these building love uh, for God and our man, uh, mankind, uh, in our own lives? Go ahead, Reg.
6: Yeah, but if he believes all things, he's a fool. <laughs> because <I> that's, <clears throat> a, that's a gullible person. You've got to be able to did, have discernment. Did you look up the
0: translation to see if there was any difference in it? I didn't. Um, you're right. I mean, he believes all things. But maybe, if you look into the context of the Bible,
4: I think it's in context.
9: Yep. While well, looking at these 15 items that Noah gave to me, I'm looking at the is, does, and does not, and believes. These are all verbs. So, love to me is not a feeling, though, yes, we have the love a mama feels for the baby or your sweetheart. Love is an action. And all these are actions. It's what we do. And love is also the choice on how we act. And love is really hard to define. I told my kids this morning, I wish we had more words. I told them about the Eskimos having 50 different words for snow. I think we need 50 different words for love because it's just an umbrella term for what we choose and how we choose (coughs) to act. And it's really just do on, to na- on your neighbor how you want to be treated yeah. and love your God. Yeah. And I think simple terms is if you get to the point to make that choice, what would Jesus do? Look what Yeshua did and model your actions according to him. And that's the way to show love because that's you can't go wrong by good. looking at him first. If you have any doubts on what he would do, that's the choice.
0: Thank you. That's very good. Yes. Good, good point. Um, All right, we have one minute. (laughs) Uh, And I still have a lot to go through. And any of these that I would go into would would take a little longer than than that minute. So, would anybody like to to actually, uh, that was a very wonderful summing. Anybody else want to add to that any thoughts um, Trevor back here would like to add to that and then we'll
2: Yeah, I just wanted to follow up on what Claudia said uh, Another way I have put it for myself is do more for others
8: than you do for yourself yeah.
0: Anyone else oh and Reg would like to add to that
6: The uh, golden rule that we have stands in sharp contrast to the iron rule of the world which says, do unto others before they do unto you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyone else? I want to give everybody a chance to, to to close here.
5: I I just wanted to add, um, and also in your study, Reg, you know, God's word is truth. And, and his definition of love is definitely in his scriptures. So we can definitely find that if we seek it and do it. But I, I want to say... page four the top it it, my answer to this sort of helps in this as well Yahweh's word on on anything helps us in our way and if we just think on the scriptures in any situation we talked about being puffed up how can we provide how can we not be puffed up Um, we can say in our minds things that we've learned I will not be puffed up because it is written and use the scriptures to guard against all those things that make us go astray uh, but by, by, the, by the favor of Elohim, I am what I am. So it's not me, it's, it's by his favor. And just think about the scriptures and anything that we're, we're pressed with, and it's a hard battle. I, I'm not doing it every day, but I know that's, that's going to help us find the way to love.
0: That's the end of the Bible study. Let's, uh, we'll break, and then we'll come back at two o'clock. For- And I appreciate it very much. I was afraid I wouldn't get it through all that. But it's also an opportunity to to keep that and study some more. Oh, and by the way, next week I have a study on patience. Be long-suffering with me, will you? (laughs) Patient and long-suffering. Another one of the spirits.